Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Real View podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me today is our special guest, David Childers. He is the president of Keeping Current Matters, an amazing website with a ton of resources out there that keeps you in the loop with the latest on the real estate trends and technology. He is a real estate industry expert and a spokesperson, and he's also joining us at our convention this year in September. He will be hosting a CE session, so he's here today to give us a little preview into what he's going to be talking about in September. David, welcome on to the show. Well, thank you, Allison. I'm excited to be here and excited for this September and uh, getting to be together with everybody and uh, just grateful for the opportunity to share what we do at Keeping Current Matters. You know, we believe that every family should feel confident when buying and selling a home. And so that's what we try to do is have agents backs in giving them all the information they need to know to get their uh, clients as educated as possible. So excited to be with you today. Excited to be on here. Yeah, so, so happy to have you on here today and joining us um, in September. So, but before we get started um, with the episode today, I have to ask our signature question that we ask all of the guests who join us on the show, um, which is the podcast is called The Real View. So I want to know what is the best view that you've ever seen? The best view that I've ever seen. Hmm, that's a good question. I think the best place and the best view that I've ever seen is in St. Thomas uh, down. Actually, I had a chance to, to visit St. Thomas mm. probably three or four years ago at, for an event like what we're talking about in the fall. And then we took a ferry over to St. John, which is another small island, but just kind of small island in the Caribbean on a boat off the back of that boat looking out, uh, no doubt the best view and, and a place I want to get back to, honestly. So uh, that, that's probably probably been the best view ever. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love it. So beautiful. There's something about that Caribbean water. I mean, it's just so beautiful. I love it. One of my one of my goals is to visit all the Caribbean islands. So I'm working on that. I want to go to all of them because it's just it's so beautiful down there. So well, don't, don't miss St. John. That is, that is the most beautiful place on earth that I've I've ever been to. Yes, I will add that one onto the list for sure. So thank you uh, for sharing that with me. So I want to talk a little bit about you. How did you get started in your career? What led you to where you are today? And talk a little bit about what you do and about your the Keeping Current Matters. Talk a little bit about that and um, how, a little bit about you. I appreciate you asking that question. I'll share that with you. Over the past, gosh, 22 years, I've worked in and around the business of helping people buy homes in the you know the finance side of that and the real estate side of that I started out my career working in mortgage finance for an organization that was one of the largest organizations training loan officers how to effectively communicate with borrowers I started consulting in 2005 um, just helping a lot of different organizations build products for agents and loan officers and title reps to connect better with their clients. And in 2008, I met a gentleman named Steve Harney, 
who own the largest real estate company in New York City, Nassau, Suffolk County, if you know that area, kind of heading into Long Island. He had just sold his real estate company and wanted to help agents. Just said, hey, I want to help agents. Back in 2008, that was the, you know, kind of the pinnacle of the housing crisis. A lot of questions out in the market and agents didn't have good, good answers to those questions. You know, things were really, really tough and didn't know what to do. And, and you know, anybody that's in the business back then knows that. And so from there, 14 years ago, fast forward to today, worked for a while with Keeping Current Matters, was in the business and did a couple of other things, but joined the team full time to help lead everything that we do from a you know, research standpoint, from you know, exposing more people to what we do and absolutely love it. And, and from that time in 2008, where it was this dream of, hey, I would just want to help agents to today we now have many, many agents that depend on KCM for what's happening in the market. And that's what takes up our time. We, I mentioned it before, we have this wall, if you were in our office here with us, that says we believe every family should feel confident when buying and selling a home. And that's what drives the work that we do every day. So been in this business my entire professional career, love it. I always tell people it is a extremely, I'm extremely grateful for the chance to do something that I love with people that I love and make it make a difference in the world and that's exactly what we hope to do in, in keeping current matters so that's a little bit of my story in that today we have 45 people that support the mission of kcm that are producing insights all the social posts all the blog posts all the things that agents know about keeping current matters uh, to get the best information in, in the hands of folks out there. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, and I love you know, what you guys do. And as I was preparing for this podcast, I spent some time you know, on keeping current matters and just the wealth of knowledge that's out there for any of you guys listening, if you haven't checked it out yet, just really great stuff and really current relevant information out there that you all should be familiar with and keep an eye out for. It's, it's really great. So thanks for um, sharing a little bit of background information. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to share one thing on it. My, my goal today is to talk, we're going to talk a little bit about the market. We're going to talk about what we're going to do in the fall. But but I'll say this, over the next, you know, I, I believe that next couple of months, we're going to see a lot of things happening in the business with fears of high inflation, rising interest rates, and in all the things we know. And if you don't have an ability to distinguish between what's truly going on and what are the maybe opinions of people that don't know what's going on, then I think you're going to be in trouble. I think you have to have that that information. And let me be clear: you don't have to get that from Keeping Current Matters. You have to, but you do have to get it from somewhere. You do have to to compete in this market. Have to be the educated agent, the educated consumer, so that you can make sense of everything. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much out there, so much content and information and, and weeding through that can be tough sometimes, but you're right. It's it's more important, you know, than ever to stay educated and really have a good pulse on what's happening in this industry. So let's kind of jump in. Let's start with, you know, the crazy market. You mentioned some of the challenges that exist out there. I mean, it has been an intense few years. What is going on? What, what are you seeing and, and what challenges exist with where we are today in this market? Wow. The last two years certainly have been anomaly years in real estate where we've sold more homes uh, you know, each year over 2020, 2021. COVID comes along and interest rates sink and it causes many people to uh, want to go out and buy. I think interest rates you know, have been an extreme driver in our business. Now rates are rising and, and that dynamic is changing. But I think the, if I were to draw out 
what's happened in the last couple of years, it's very interesting because it's very different from what we just talked about. I mentioned the start of Casey and was in 2008. A lot of questions, people didn't have answers. Very similar to the last two years. A lot of questions and hard to make sense of those answers in a pandemic. Nobody saw that coming. But there's a very interesting dynamic that's taken place in this country with regard to housing. And it's, it's this. Back in 2008, when we came out of the, the housing crisis, people started to kind of say, I don't know if buying a home is the best investment or the thing we should do. Maybe we should just rent. We saw homes lose value. And gosh, I just don't know. Maybe that's not the American dream anymore. And that was sort of the sentiment in this country. And if you think about the last two years, we've literally seen a complete reversal of that. You know, during the pandemic, people said, I want a place for my own that I can work in, that I may have to educate my kids in, that I'm going to you know, eat three meals a day in, that I'm going to work out in, that I want to back you You know, all of these needs came up that prior I didn't have, you know, and and it's sort of the exact, it's very interesting to think about that in the perspective of 2008 because it's the exact opposite. Home became much, much more important. So you had low interest rates to the equation. You had the, the desire to go out and buy. And oh, by the way, the pandemic spurring that on. And it, it you know created this frenzy in the real estate market that is something like we haven't ever seen before and here we sit today you, you know rising interest rates rising inflation in this country instability in the world and the, you know, the situation in the ukraine um the feds so we have all of these things happening and, and i think more than anything right now We have to be equipped to kind of understand, okay, what does my, and here's how I would say it, what is my relevant market opinion based upon facts? How do I take everything going on and develop my opinion about what I believe about real estate? And, you know, kind of going back to what we do at KCM, we want to give you those facts. You can develop your relevant market opinion, but no doubt we've seen a frenzy in the market. We're starting to see that shift. We're on the front end of this shift when we're recording this podcast, but no doubt uh, starting to see that across the country. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-license course locations. And I know one of the things that has been so tough is the inventory and just how behind 
we are with homes and in new builds. And I know Columbus in particular is about 20 years behind on building homes to where we need to be today. What are you seeing with inventory? Are we going to start seeing, hopefully, fingers crossed, I know NAR was putting out some April information and and it looks like maybe we're going to start seeing an increase there. What are you seeing with the inventory situation? Sure. I I think, yes, I think we are going to see more inventory come. I don't think it's going to be overnight. I don't think it's going to solve the issues that we have. But rising interest rates will moderate the market, okay? So that will help to quell the frenzy. The frenzy will not last, you know, and 500 people want to buy this house and every one of them wants to pay over the asking price. So that that frenzy will not last and rising interest rates will moderate the market because it it begins to cost more. You know, uh, affordability is being eroded for the consumer. And so I think that's that's the first point. You know, you mentioned uh, being behind in builds. You know, there's a very real reason for that. There's a graphic we use at KCM and you can go to Keeping Current Matters and see this in a blog. But if you look at builds in this country going all the way back to the 70s, we built more homes back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s than we have in the last 10 years. And and that's because during the housing crisis, builders were the hardest hit of our business. You know, builders had built all these homes, got all these lots, and nobody went to buy and, you know, they got out of the business. And so what's happening now? We'll see more home, we'll see over a million homes built this year. We'll see more homes built than we've seen in the last 14 years. Why? Builders realize there's demand. I mean, they think, think about the American economy. What happens when there's a need? People step up and they start businesses and they fill those needs, right? So builders are building. They can't do it at the pace that uh, is needed to fill the gap because the, the, the inventory on the market was depleted during you know the last two years due to low interest rates and all the things we just talked about. But absolutely, I think we will see uh, inventory continue to grow based on rising interest rates, based on builders and, and their ability. And I think there are people that are at a point right now where they're kind of that, that effective, I can sell my house for what? And they're going to list their homes and, uh, and do something different. So I, I do believe we'll see more inventory here over the next several months. Yeah, hopefully that will be a much needed um, relief for I know so many individuals that I know personally have struggled with buying homes and and with some of the things you mentioned with multiple offers and waiving home inspections and waiving appraisals. And I mean, it's just been crazy. And I mean, I don't ever remember a a time like this. And and I know I've spoken to some of our realtor members and and they say the same thing. You know, they're not used to dealing with a property goes on the market and then it's sold, you know, 48 hours later with 10 10 offers on the table. What advice do you have for realtors just dealing with all these challenges and things that we talked about where real estate stands today? The one piece of advice that I would have for people is be careful who you listen to. I believe our what we've seen in the last couple of years is arguably the best real estate market of our careers. So that's all about perspective, right? And yet you have people right now saying, are we going into a bubble? Is the market going to crash? And I think I think it's critically important that you have the facts, you understand the facts about that because this market is very very different than 2008. And yet, there was a survey that came out from Realtor.com recently that 7 out of 10 consumers believe we're heading into a real estate bubble. And I think 4 out of 10 agents believe that. And so, we have to be careful about that and about what we believe. Now listen, I'm going to be very clear. There's zero chance nationally that we're 
going into a real estate bubble. If somebody, I want to clarify that too and say, if somebody paid too much for a home and they have to sell it, they may lose value in that home. Let's be clear. But the fundamentals, the equity that are in homes today, the way that, that people are qualifying and buying homes, you know, the mortgage financing uh, that they're obtaining is very, very different from back in 2008 when you didn't have to qualify, basically. You just get a loan. And so I think being educated and understanding, okay, why are we in the situation we're in? All right, what does that mean for the future? You know, the average equity in a home today, according to First Americans, $307,000. So think about that, $307,000 average equity in a home. Back in 2008, people owed more on a home than it was worth, and they walked away. It was called a strategic default back then. Nobody's walking away from $307,000. I don't know anybody who is, right? You know, let's take the worst case scenario. Let's say your home dropped to value $50,000 or $100,000. I'm still going to put that money in my pocket, pay a real estate commission, get, you know, to the other side of the financial crisis. No, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. And today, people have options. If that were to happen, if listen, if we were to go into recession in the next year, and I certainly can't say when or if that's going to happen, but a lot of people calling for it, people may have to make different decisions. And, and they have options today where they didn't have options back then. Yeah, absolutely. So what about buyers in this market? What does it look like for them? I mean, we, I mean, we touched on some of the things that our realtors deal with, but what should buyers be aware of in today's market and what advice would you have for them? I know it can be sort of a jaded process right now. I know many people are frustrated with, with some of the things going on, but what does it look like from the buyer side of things? You know, I think the biggest question on many, many, if not every buyer's mind right now is, should I buy at the top of the market? That's what they feel. So you have to then sort of put that question on trial. Is this the top of the market? I think that's what we have to be educated on. And there's a lot of people, you know, certainly in our business that may not have all that information or may say, you know what, wait, all these foreclosures are going to come coming out of COVID and we're going to go into recession and here's how we're going to do this. I would not be thinking that way. I wouldn't be waiting for prices to drop. I don't see any experts right now forecasting a drop in prices. Actually, the, the average of experts for 2022 for this year is 9% appreciation in residential real estate, well above where we've been historically, still well above, not as much as last year, but well above where we've been historically. And then if you look at the home price expectation survey, which they go five years out, they're calling for appreciation for the next five years. So if you're if you're a buyer that's saying, I'm going to wait to when prices go down, I've got bad news. I don't think that train's coming. So that, that'd be the first piece of advice that I would have for anybody that's thinking about buying. And again, all, all the stats and reports I'm referencing, you can go grab them on uh, keepingcurrentmatters.com. But that's what I would be dealing with and what I would be thinking about as a buyer. So this isn't the top of the market. What do I then want to do? You know, rising interest rates right now are literally, it's costing more to buy a home. I would be, I would be very aware of what the dynamic is at play right now in, in real estate finance. I'll give you a couple things. I don't want to overwhelm anyone on that, but what the Fed is doing by raising the Fed funds rate, which is not the mortgage rates, the Fed funds rate, is they're trying to combat inflation in this country. 
right? We all know that. We all go to the store and we're like, gosh, or go to the gas pump and cost more. Um, they're trying to combat inflation, bring inflation down. Why is that important? Inflation is the enemy of long-term mortgage rates. So as long as you see high inflation, you're going to see high interest rates. Here's what I believe. The Fed will get inflation under control. Okay, so interest rates over time, I believe, will come down. Certainly, if we go into recession, interest rates will come down. That's the, the one lever the Fed uses to pull us out of recession is housing. So I would be looking at, okay, what is my carrying cost? And can I get to that, that time when rates might be a, a little bit lower in this country? Refinance, one of the biggest um, you, you know, advantages for anybody that owns a home and, and looking that way. But I would absolutely be in the market. I think you may have uh, more of an opportunity in the coming months when some people duck out and say, you know what? We're out. We don't want to do it. Rising interest rate environments take people off the fence. Some people say we're getting in before they go any higher, and some people say we're getting out because we're we're done. You know. So I think there's opportunity for buyers uh, in this market. Yeah. So is the dream of of home ownership, the American dream, is it still alive today? I mean, I kind of know your answer because we discussed a little bit about the importance of home. But what do you think? Is it still achievable? Is it still that American dream, you know, that we talk about so much? Um, I absolutely believe it is. I think that for a number of reasons. One, this country is special because you have the ability to own a home, and that's that's a unique benefit. There's other places in the world you can own a home, but that's what's made this country unique. You know, the, the interesting thing is we've looked at housing data. The American dream started back post-World War II. You think about GIs coming back from the war, the GI Bill, which provided for education. Uh, my dad went to school in the GI Bill and invited for a VA home loan. You know, that is one of the biggest benefits for those that have served. And listen, if you've served, hear me say this. Thank you for your service. Use your VA benefit, your VA home loan benefit, one of the one of the greatest things relative to real estate. But that started the modern day housing boom post-World War II. So first, first thing, that is the American dream. Back in 2008, that was in question. I believe it's alive today. We, I think we just saw that demonstrated over the last two years that people said, I want to buy a home. Second thing, it's still bar none, the number one way to build wealth in this country is through real estate. When you look at the average net worth of a of a owner versus a renter, it's dramatic. And listen, I'm not saying everybody has to or needs to buy a home. There, there are some people that say, it's not right for me. Maybe some people you know, need to demonstrate credit worthiness, all those things. But anybody that wants to buy a home in this country, I want to see them be able to buy that home. I, you know, because it's 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 a it's a path to building wealth. It's a path to then let's just play this out. You have equity in that home. What do people do with equity? Well, back in 2008, they bought jet skis and cars and went on vacation, thinking, "Hey, this is never going to end. We're, we're, this is awesome. We're, we're we're excited about this." Well, today people are handling their money differently, and they're sending a child to college they're starting a business. You think about the great business, a little small business, Apple, was started in a garage of somebody's home. So that's, the, I think sometimes in our business, we think about, you know, just, uh, you know, buying and selling homes, but the American dream is alive and well, and people rely on that for many, many things. You know, even you think about the, the security of home. In the pandemic, we've seen that, right? Having your, your place of the trend. So I, I am, I'm a big fan. Uh, we're big fans of it here at Keeping Current Matters and believe it's alive and well. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with you too. When I was reading a magazine recently and they were surveying people about goals and what, and it was, it was probably like millennials and maybe into some of the older Gen Z's, they were surveying them about your goals and, you know, what, what do you want to see for yourself in the next, you know, few years? And they asked them about, you know, your, your living situation goals and the individual surveyed said owning a home was their top goal as far as their living situation goes. So even when I think there's been so much out there about younger people and are they caring about the home ownership dream? Are they placing a value on owning a home? And I think the answer is yes, for sure. So I agree with you too. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're, we're certainly seeing that demonstrate the largest block of buyers right now is millennials. People coming to the prime home buying age and saying, hey, we want to own a home. And, uh, and, and listen, that's the one thing that I don't worry as much right now for the person going out and buying on the higher end, uh, you, you know, the move up buyer. I worry for the person that's the first time home buyer, getting the financing, having the available, uh, you know, inventory to go out and buy that at home. And, uh, and I think we need more opportunities for people to buy. Yep. I think so too. We could, that could be a whole other podcast episode on how to make that more, more accessible. But before we wrap up, I do want to just touch on one more thing, the future of the market. What can we expect in years to come? What are going to be some trends that we will see up and coming um, in the next couple of years? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, you know, as we go through this year and, and into next, I think we can expect the market to sort of moderate. I mentioned the home price expectation survey, the forecast for the next five years are to move into much more normal appreciation rate. Uh, you know, average appreciation in this country for a home has been about 3.8% over the last 20 or 30 years. And, uh, and I think we should see that. I think we will see that. Second, I think we should expect more inventory to come in the market, and that's going to be through builders. That's going to be through uh, folks realizing they can bring uh, product to market, and, uh, and it'll be bought and it's certainly wanted by consumers. Third, I think you're going to see, I think we're going to see a shift in what the somebody's first home is. I think we're going to see a shift of that being much more in the condo, townhome, attached sort of vein. And, and I, I think you're going to see that one because of what we just talked about, the cost. Um, you, you can you can build that and, uh, and, and, and produce that for folks a lot cheaper than a, you know, a single family attached property. And so I think I think we'll see that, but but I think as we look forward, um, I'm bullish on what real estate will will bring. Very very different from uh, what we saw in 2008 in the housing crisis, and and I think if there's anything to what uh, what we saw in the last couple of years is that people going forward are doing things differently than what they did 14 years ago in the housing crisis. They're, 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 they're paying down their homes. They're not cashing it all out doing things like that. And, uh, and I think we should expect that to, to. Yep. All positive stuff. A lot, a lot to be excited about um, in this industry. The American dream is still alive despite all the challenges um, that exist out there right now. David, thanks so much uh, for this, this information today. I know you're going to dive into so much more um, at convention. We'll see you in just a couple months um, in Cleveland. We can't wait to have you. And um, I can't wait to hear more. I know you're going to dive into so much more than what we just discussed here today. But thanks so much for sharing what you did today and we're looking forward to seeing you in the fall you got it thank you and i'm looking forward to being there as well in september and and listen then we'll have an update of what's what to expect in the fall you know the second half of of the year will be right in the middle of it there and uh, we'll be talking about that i'm sure we'll have some forecast of what the next year is going to bring so looking forward to being together in just a few months 
Yeah, absolutely. And to all of our listeners, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.